Hello and welcome to the Ministry of Philip Christian Bible Study. This is probably going to be turning out to be our de facto first episode. I planned on doing an introduction and I'm almost finished with that. And then we're going to start the Bible study with the book of Mark. However, things are going along quite nicely in the world. I guess that's an understatement, depending on your worldview. And I thought that these things that we see coming in the future, we need to take a look at some things in the news and see how they relate to biblical prophecy. This isn't to say that we're making predictions or anything of that nature, because I'm not. We're just commanded to be watchmen and always be watching the times if we're Christians, because Christ has foretold us all things, Christ and the prophets. So with that in mind, I'm going to start going over some news articles and try to get ahead of some of the things you should be looking for in, in the days, weeks, years to come. Let's take a moment to set the stage. It's easy to forget with the constant news cycle how just how extraordinary the events of right now specifically, but generally the, the past few years have been. Normally, the things that have been happening recently would have been talked about for decades even. But now, we tend to forget them within weeks, really. Let's take a look at this coronavirus situation. It seems that uh, people's minds are drifting away from it. But let's just look at this. This is an unprecedented situation in the history of humankind. Now, granted, we've had plenty of pandemics much more deadly than this. However, the thing with this is... It exposed the weakness of the system we have built over, basically over the last 150 years, but it was been building up, you know, from the beginning of human history. It just came to fruitation in the last 100, 150 years, where we have a modern interconnected society that is interdependent on its, on its component part. So the coronavirus it was really an ingenious thing that you could sit back and look at it from a broad view. Out of nowhere, seemingly, the, the economy, the world economy was at its very high. Uh, the U.S. Dow was reaching historic levels. Everything was great. All of a sudden, within weeks of first hearing the rumblings of the virus, those of us who looked for these things probably saw it a little further out coming in. But generally, it just dropped in everybody's lap. And all of us, one day, everything was fine. The birds were chirping, the bees, everything buzzing. And then all of a sudden, the world was at a standstill. Just how unprecedented this is can't be overstated. And it set in motion a chain of events that whether or not we believe the Bible, which obviously this is a Christian podcast, so we do believe the Word of God and the Bible, but whether or not we believe the Bible or not, if we look back on history, it appears we have entered into a situation, one of those times where events take a life of their own, and we do not know what the outcome of this will be. But we can safely assume that it's going to be world-changing. The world that comes out of this situation will be much different and now is any indication it would be much worse than the world that went in. The coronavirus itself was really genius. It seemed to spread very easily for people. And saying this, 
we really don't know anything about the virus still. They have some idea, but it's still as much a mystery as it was when it first came out. Where did it come from? You know, there's the people theories, you know, conspiracy theories, and, you know, they may be true, they may not be true, but that doesn't matter. The thing about it is that it appeared in a place of Wuhan, China, that gives the appearance that they may have been, it may have came from a biological weapons lab, uh, the, the Institute of Virology there. Whether or not that happened, it doesn't matter. God could have created it and put it there. It could escape from the lab. It doesn't matter. People, enough people, believe that it may have came from there. Or at the very least, the Chinese covered it up. And, you know, that that's probably true. But what this does is immediately it creates tension between the world two preeminent superpowers. We'll go ahead and give China superpower status. Um, it, it creates immediate hostility. Not immediate, but we can call right now immediate in, in this three-month time frame we're working with here. So it creates distrust and suspicion. So whenever people are saying it came from the virus lab, this is a narrative that it doesn't matter if it's true. Enough people believe it's true. That's all that matters. And then that can be used to further a narrative that, you know, the Chinese are evil. And I'm not going into all that, you know, but it's just, it creates hostility between the two superpowers. Especially given the fact that it appears that this virus affected the U.S. more than any other country. You know, by far, by the facts of being the virus, uh, seemed to spread asymptomatically, has a wide range of symptoms that are associated with all manner of common colds and uh, allergies even. So immediately you get the sense that it alienates people one from another. There's no longer group gatherings and fellowships. We all go to the internet and see what's going on on the internet. And countless studies have proven that that just increases your misery. Looking at what everybody else is putting on these social media sites, most of it's lies anyway. I mean, probably not in a mean way, but we're always trying to one up the Joneses. It's just human nature. Uh, I was the Bible speaks against doing it, but you know, be that as it may, we are we are humans and we all fall short. And uh, you get all these social media platforms, you're posting your new car, or your new bridge, you learn how to make, and it just creates uh, misery and envy sometimes. Anyway, we're all locked in in our homes, especially. Uh, I feel bad for the people who were in the cities that. Could not leave their apartment. Even. I, I couldn't imagine that situation. So there, it started easing off, and there were indications that it may not have been as bad as it was. But let's give the public policymakers a little bit of a break here because they were in a situation. And, and again, going back, this just makes the virus angle so so compelling. They really had no choice if they had not acted and shattered the, go the global economy, and this thing had turned out to kill 
hundreds of thousands. Uh, it's already over hundreds of thousands, but you know, it's hard to, to know what the official tally would be. There's all sorts of questions over what do you count and, and all that. But it could have been well into the millions if they had done nothing. And if they hadn't have done anything, the people would have been crying for their heads if it had turned out to be bad. But they did not know at first. So they took the, the cautious path and played devil's advocate here. So it, it was a bad situation. Either they do nothing and risk millions of deaths that's laid on their feet, or they lock down the whole world. This was worldwide. Never has this happened before. Never. Shattered the whole economy. People were immediately cast out of jobs. And remember, this goes from the greatest economy in history and to near the worst. It, they're still thinking that maybe we may go back to Great Depression level there, uh, situation, but it, it's too early to tell on that, but it is definitely a possibility. Before we move on, let's look at a few news articles that kind of illustrate the point of, that I was trying to make, that we actually know nothing about this virus. So here we have, from May 29th on health.com, the headline is, Asymptomatic carriers may still transmit coronavirus, says new research. The latest evidence suggests it's more common than previously thought. And the article goes on to give the statistics of how many people may be asymptomatic and how it's um, very possible that they are, in large part, the cause of the spread. And there's also an article I saw the other day about contact tracing in Singapore, where some people came from Wuhan, went to a church service. Uh, a few of the people got sick there. These people were asymptomatic. They flew back to China, and then a few days later, they became sick. Then some of the people from Singapore that were in the same church service became sick, uh, but they were in the same room. But another case um, was troubling because the person, the other person in Singapore that got it, had not been in contact with the initial carrier from China. However, using closed-circuit TV footage, they discovered that this person had sit in their same seats around five hours later in the church, which for sure would indicate asymptomatic or maybe pre-symptomatic uh, transmission. So this article is from May the 29th, 2020. And here we're going to look at an article from CNBC from June the 8th, basically a week later, from CNBC. The headline is, Asymptomatic Coronavirus Patients Aren't Spreading Newer Infections, World Health Organization Says. So this article goes on to say that it does not appear that asymptomatic people are spreading the virus, which just illustrates that we do not know very much about this virus. It has confounded us. If we look at it, it looks like a master strategist is setting his pieces on the board. Another thing that the virus is causing is disruptions to our global food supply. Uh, especially in industrialized nations uh, like the U.S. and uh, Europe that rely on uh, factory farming and rapid distribution of, of the food. Here's an article from June 9, 2020. Groceries 
were hard to find for millions. Now it's even worse. This is from CNN Business. It goes on to say, give the numbers of how many people were finding it hard to find food, whether by transportation or just food scarcity. It says in Georgia, this is the U.S. state, the number of residents now living in food insecure areas has jumped 69% since the beginning of the pandemic. It goes on to say in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Kentucky, the number of residents living in food insecure areas has spiked 43%, 36%, and 118% respectively, driven by the rise in unemployment according to analysis. So this brings to mind, also you have the pandemic closing the pork producers, chicken producers, poultry. And, and everything like that. If we're not there yet, but the people of America have never really experienced this type of thing. And I'm sure other places are the same. It brings to mind the third horseman of the apocalypse in the book of Revelation, the one with the balances, and he goes out to measure the grain, and it takes a day's age to buy a handful of grain. And we definitely see food inflation. Now, granted, we're not near to that point now, but uh, it's not hard to see how it could get to that point. But but again, we're not making predictions here, we're just watching. In a glimpse of how it's affected our society, we have an article here from the New York Times. I don't see June 4th is the date on this. How to hug during a pandemic. And it goes on to say how can people build a hug glove, which is basically a piece of plastic where they can hug their family members. You know, obviously people have been taking precautions to different degrees, you know. Some people thought that this was all a scam, and then, you know, some people really believe it, and uh, it's just hard to say because, Grant, uh, for sure, there are hundreds of thousands of people that have died from this stuff, so it is not made up, but we, we don't know to the degree that, that what it is, but it it has definitely affected the way we go about everything. Just look at the people wearing masks and all that, and, and it's kind of funny, though, because people have these gloves on, and then they touch their face with the gloves, or they take the gloves off with their teeth. It's just, I'm pretty much a germaphobe, so I've always did these things. But you, you realize after a while that it's very hard not to touch your face and, and do these things, especially when you, your mind's on autopilot. So we, we do what we can and we pray to the Lord for the safety of our family. But uh, it, it is definitely effective how everyone lives. And, and it's just up in that stress level. It's just up in that pressure and the pressure cooker, you know, not being able to have human contact. This is in that stress. The Lord says for us to fellowship together and we just have this thing that, that makes us not be able to get together. And even if we're not worshiping the Lord, we are social creatures. Uh, pretty much most of us go insane if we don't have human contact. And what and what this virus has done to replace it is a, it's a crude substitute for, for what we once had, and it's affecting us all heavily. So that being said, that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about next. Right as the pandemic started to level off, we had several incidences that saw the United States to highlight some of the racial injustices and 
issues with uh, police authority and, and things of that nature. These are political issues, and they are legitimate points on each side of this argument. We are, the American populace is pretty much divided 50-50, straight down the middle. And this is no accident. It is targeted plan. The, the great philosopher and historian Will Durant once said that the political machine triumphs because it is a united minority working against a divided majority. So it is no accident that we are divided. And I caution the Christian against linking themselves with one political party or the other. Now, granted, there are some that are more aligned with our views. That There's no denying this. And so, obviously, vote Americans, vote how you would want to vote, but be mindful that both parties manipulate the populace. So I'm not going to go into politics. This is a Christian broadcast. It, it, it is not a nationalistic broadcast, and it is not a political broadcast. Both sides of the American political system are, are corrupt. There's no question um, all political parties become corrupt at one point or another. So we had a, a black man killed by the police, uh, George Floyd, and it, it's a hard thing to watch, uh, and there were mistakes on both sides. So I'm not going to get into that. But what happened afterwards, just the protest and the rioting and just the general division of that country, it is um, really unprecedented. So these, a lot of people were coming out and just enraged, and, and rightly so in many cases. And then the looting and the burning started, which possible is a symptom of being cooped up and, uh, and confined. And then, then again, there's also just wicked people that look to exploit any situation. And actually, that is what happened a lot. We had a situation where they were those, like one spoken of in the Bible, who sowed discord among the brethren. They were using the protesters as a means to an end to cause disruption. They are professional agitators without a doubt, working in these riots and protests. At the moment, they seem to be slacking off, but this is not going away. It has precipitated a change, and we do not know what the outcome will be. However, the situation was, once the, the virus hit, it did not destroy us right away. Many, many times in the Bible, the plagues that the Lord sends upon the populace are he sends warning, and it's not just straight destruction. I seen a message on the church board the other day that Alan said, out of this mess, only God can bring a message. Well, he's already sent us a message. He sent us the prophets and Jesus, and they roundly decry the things that we do in this generation. Just turn on your TV. Turn on your radio. Listen to our songs. Watch our art. Uh, uh, actors. Watch how the things that they glorify now. These things, if we believe the Bible, are wrong. And we, we know that if there is a God in heaven and that he believes the things that he says he believes in his holy word, then we have to be pretty sure he is upset with us. So all of us have, all of us have partaken of this. We've all ate the flesh of this beast. So, and enjoyed it. You know, 
and we are flesh and we are sinful. So we have the warning of the coronavirus, but it sets in motion these things. And now we have the great social unrest sweeping the world. And we have the issue of China and the U.S. and, and its allies. And they're starting to coalesce into there's going to be issues over Hong Kong. However, the U.S. won't be able to respond from a moral high ground because of how the response to these riots and protests went. So that is something we're going to be looking at heavily in the future. Now notice here I have skipped one of my articles that I have pulled up. This one relating to COVID-19. It's from the Atlantic. And the headline is... COVID-19 can last for several months. Disease long haulers have endured restless waves of debilitating symptoms and disbelief from doctors and friends. This story is in the Atlantic from June 4th, and it just goes to illustrate again how we do not know much about this virus because most people are recovering in two weeks. However, we have a high percentage of people that it lingers in for months. And that's what this article goes into. Now, moving on to the reason I want to go ahead and put this out. As we look around the world in prophecy, the great bellwether, the our weather vein is Israel, the modern state of Israel. So coming here, uh, it is uh, June the 10th. All indications have been made from the Israeli government that they are going to announce the annexation of parts of the West Bank and bring them under de facto Israeli law. Now, this is going to cause a monumental, uh, I almost used profanity there. We cannot know the exact nature, but we do know that this is going to be a problem. It's going to inflame Israel's enemies and even the states, particularly European states, that are, are kind of against Israel. However, the superpower of superpowers, the United States, staunchly supports uh, Israel, and especially now with the current administration. So we have a headline here from the San Francisco Gate, dated June 8th, settlement, settler leader Netanyahu moving ahead with annexation plans on this Netanyahu is Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister, who is embattled in a corruption scandal, and he's just made a historic coalition government with one of his opponents, and at the same time, he is under indictment. But, however, he has been given rule of the nation, and he has announced plans that he's going to annex parts of the, the West Bank, which were captured in the 1967 war, and they've been fighting over this since uh, 67, and even before that. And it's going to cause all kind of ripples throughout the world. And we're going to have to look to see how the Chinese and the Russians and the Europeans and the Americans all respond to this. But uh, the, the battleground's being laid here, folks. Uh, we, we've got to watch what happens in Israel. So going to go ahead and tell you, be watching this situation. It's not getting hardly any news in the U.S. I have another article here from the International Business Times. German foreign minister to visit Israel as West Bank annexation room. This is from June the 9th, 2020. The German foreign minister is going to Israel to try to uh, hash out the details here. Interesting thing to note, it is expected that Netanyahu will announce this on Ju July 1st that he's going to annex the, uh, the West Bank settlements. 
and the Germ Germany takes over the revolving head of the European Union also on uh, July 1st. Now, a lot of uh, uh, European nations are expected to initiate sanctions against Israel if they go ahead with this move. However, it states in its article that the Germans are not going to be one of them. And it goes on to say that the Germans and the Israelis have a special relationship. Well, any of us who know history, especially history of the 20th century, know that, yes, indeed, there is quite a relationship there. It's, some Bible scholars have kind of linked Germany with kind of end times prophecy. Now, I'm not sure if I'm one of those, but However, I, I watch, and, and this ministry watches the, uh, the events of the German people. But uh, anyway, that's just an interesting note then, and possibly another dynamic that we'll be working with. Another interesting thing to watch, coming from global politics, the American president, this is from BBC News, says American president delays outdated G7 leaders summit. This is from May the 31st, 2020. The article goes on to say that the American president says that uh, he doesn't, I do not feel that it properly represents what is going on in the world, a very outdated group of countries. Now, anytime there's a powerful group of countries, kingdoms even, we need to watch it very closely. We are looking for a group of kin, okay? that match the horns and the crowns of the book of Revelation. So that's something we always keep our eye on. Um, so right now, it's a G7, obviously, but Americans are wanting to bring in three more. Let's look, let's look at these countries really quick. Now, I don't necessarily, I've never really watched the G7 too particularly hard because there's another group that, that actually have a, 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 a more powerful leverage tools in the G7 because the G7 countries depend on these countries for power. However, we've got to look at all angles because this, as we watch our master strategist make his moves, we can expect that it's going to come from areas that we might not have seen it coming from. So if we look at all angles here, the countries that are currently in the, the, the G7 is United States, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the UK, the, the largest economies in the world, minus uh, China, which is in and out with the group. Russia was kicked out when they uh, annexed the Crimea. I think that was in 2014. But anyway, the American president says that he wants to bring in Russia, South Korea, Australia, and India. And it is interesting to note that these are all countries that are kind of having a problem with China right now. Maybe not the Russians, but they are getting hit pretty hard by this COVID. That will bring our number to 11. And speaking of India, India and China right now, you're not seeing much of it in the, the American press. But Al Jazeera and the foreign places are reporting that India and China are having border clashes right now uh, near the Himalayas. So... But not everybody's happy about this new alignment with these 11 countries. We have, we have also from the BBC on the 2nd of June, G7 leaders reject Russia's return after America, American leader summit invite. Okay. So most, we have the UK and I believe it's France. Yeah. Uh, saying that they don't want Russia to come back because what they did in Crimea. So Canada, 
also. So we're going to have a situation where we may have 10 members here. Uh, it's going to be something to, to really watch. It's, it's going to be an exciting time. They're talking about this is maybe happening in September, and you'll have all this leading up to the turmoil that is inevitable in the U.S. elections in November. So, I mean, it's going to be a really explosive time here. One calamity after another, and yet they still do not repent. They do not repent, folks. We're just doubling down. Look at the social media. Look at everything that's going on. Okay. Another indication of our media or, or the Western media is still hyping up the banning China not narrative. And maybe we'll get you know, I don't make judgments on that. We just look to see what happens. So we are Christians and we stand out to this. We have a story titled The Disappeared. Foreign policy. I don't see the date on it. It is by Zach Dorfman. It talks about how the Chinese, uh, the Chinese global kidnapping campaign has gone for years and may be reaching inside U.S. borders. It talks about the Chinese kind of kidnapping their nationals that don't uh, agree with the party line or whatnot. It's just another view of all the pressure that's ramping up between those two superpowers. Okay, so America. Really quick, we got Supreme Court rejects challenge to limit on church services. Robert sides with liberals. Right. Uh, Supreme Court justice there. Uh, I do not use, I do not want to use the names too much. This was uh, Fox News, May 30th. So what happened here, uh, somebody filed a lawsuit about church services and the, the church and state divide and that the church state couldn't tell the church what to do. Well, in this situation, the Supreme Court ruled that the state could tell the church what to do in, in this situation. So it sets a precedent for the future in which the state, and we remember we do not know who will control the state because there are many that are very hostile to the church. And this power can be used against the church. So not in this situation, but however, the way American law works, it does set a precedent. So we're gonna maybe see some more coming out of this. So we're about to wrap this up. I got a few more, and then I'm gonna breeze through. Don't wanna keep these too long, you know. Uh, people get bored with it, especially this being our first broadcast. And uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe it's open your eyes to some things. We'll try to get better as we move along. Let's look at things, some signs in the heavens and the earth, and, and so to speak. And all these things happening, but we still do not repent. During the protests in Washington, there was a, a highly visible lightning storm struck the Washington Monument. Now, this happens a lot. However, we do not see it a lot. So during the height of the American protests, lightning struck the Washington Monument. It can be seen on uh, pretty much any internet search. This is uh, from USA Today. Lightning strikes Washington Monument, two National Guardsmen hospitalized in separate strikes. That was published on June the 5th. Okay, so it happens a lot. It happened visibly in this in this situation. From CNET, Arctic River turns blood red and new images of Russia's 20,000 ton fuel spill due to the warming environment. Fuel tank uh, sucked into the permafrost in Siberia. And there's satellite images of it uh, from where it flipped over into this river. It has turned the river blood red, and it can be seen from space. One of the 
maybe the worst environmental disaster in Arctic history. Rare derecho. This is from CBS Denver News 4, June 7, 2020. Rare derecho makes weather history crossing Colorado's continental divide. Derecho is a large thunderstorm that uh, sometimes can stretch hundreds of miles and produce hurricane force winds. It can move thousands of miles uh, in direction. So maybe I'm a little off on my numbers there, but basically that's what I remember. This one started west of the Rockies, which has never been recorded before. These are uncommon storms, but in some areas they'll have one or two every year. But this one, this situation west of the Rockies has never been seen before. Uh, another thing to look at, I'm not going to say it's a sign, you know. We have vast locust swarms in East Africa put 5 million people at risk of hunger and famine, experts. This is from Fox News. I do not see a date. Okay, it is June the 6th. Now, since coronavirus started, there have been massive locust swarms. They're saying they're the worst in 75 years. Some are saying the worst. Ever. However, we know from the book of Exodus that when the locusts came and blotted out the sun, that that is the worst that would ever happen, and that was during the 10 plague. So it won't be that bad, but you add it on top of everything else, and it's going to be really bad. Uh, one headline from a month or so ago from the BBC was saying that this could cause famine biblical proportions. Now, for the BBC to use the word biblical and talking about famine and stuff, well, that, that's something for the record books there as well. One more I have from here from the coronavirus. It is talking about America's surprising breeding ground for inequality, the internet. This is from CNN Business, May the 17th. It's an article about how rural people in America do not have the same access to broadband and a lot of money is going to be pouring into that. Now what this means to us is basically we are being spied upon by our devices, uh, especially with the Internet of Things and our cell phones, pretty much 24-7. Now this will continue unless there's wide-scale protest, and I doubt there will be, but it allows for the potential monitoring of inside everybody's home their movements, pretty much everything. This is worse than anything George Orwell could have ever imagined. And, and we just, it's like everyday life to us now. The headline uh, says nearly 15% of American households do not have a home internet subscription, including dial up. And it goes on to say that the coronavirus keeps people from work and cut them off. So now the government wants to do something about it, uh, bring high speed broadband to all areas. And with this, with high-speed broadband also comes the Pandora's box, the, the, the good and the bad. But uh, when you have an oppressive system and they have this much power, then I'm not saying the system is oppressive, but we do know from the Bible that it will turn oppressive to Christians. And of this, there is no doubt. This will give those oppressors much more power. And last we have from Judas Sabbath. 2020 Fox News famous author slams for dissent defending the concept of biological sex. It isn't hate to speak the truth. Now, this famous author is uh, probably a household name, and I do not want to use 
thing, and they were on the say that people that have a menstrual cycle are women. This has become a very controversial subject nowadays, and it just shows the signs of the times, and we have not repented, folks. The Lord has set these things in motion, and we do not know what the end will be, and the day and hour knows no man says, Lord, uh, only in our Father, which is in heaven, but we see the writing on the wall, and the call is always to repent, turn from your wicked ways, and the Lord will turn back the famines and the plagues that he sent upon us to punish us. But we see now that this famous author, who is very liberal, I'm not say that word, who is very on the opposite side of what most Christians would say would be well and good, this person is being attacked, or this is what we call it here. But we do not concern ourselves for these things, for we are not of the world. We are of the Spirit, Spirit of Christ, and we know that He will look out for our well-being. And I pray for all of your safety. I know I have no listeners now, and uh, there's no listeners to this ministry. However, uh, I hope that you will come along, and God bless you. And if uh, we've helped you, you know, let, let us know. It'll be good, uh, good to hear from you. We're going to have an introduction coming soon. And we're also going to have the beginning of a Bible study. But uh, we'll also start keep doing these current events if it's something people like. And uh, we gain followers and the Lord blesses us. Okay, uh, if you need to contact us, we can be contacted at ministryofphilip at outlook.com. I encourage you to always be prayerful and do not worry about these things that we see happening because as his children, he will protect us. The Lord will protect us. However, we are to be watchmen. And this is the purpose that we are put here on this earth for, you know, spreading his word, but also watching for the things that he says will bring about the end of this age. And again, we do not know that this is the time because the de facto signs, the de facto signs have not been seen yet, and we are just monitoring the situation. God bless you, and I hope you all have a great day.